It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, healthy Hawks are good Hawks. The Falcons need a dynamic DC, and Joseph is moving on. It's all next. Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Hitting Hard is brought to you by Bet Online. We ask you to head to youtube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button as we're climbing toward 6,000 subscribers. We are free and available to download as well on Spotify, Odyssey, all of your favorite podcast platforms. We are there. Roku and Amazon Fire. Yes, you can find us on those platforms as well. And then give me a follow at JMCH316. Well, listen, it was a good night for the Atlanta Hawks last night as they pick up the victory in Dallas and four in a row now for the Atlanta Hawks. And look, you know, whatever they've figured out here of late, whatever it, it's been, and, you know, we can talk about Trey being a little bit more subservient. John Collins had a big night the return of Clint Capella, let's put it like this. Healthy Hawks are good Hawks, and that's the bottom line. What did we go into the season talking about? It was so much about the health of the Hawks. And when we've done this podcast, we've talked about so many times about it's two starters out, it's three starters out, you know, we had a night, couple nights where it was four starters that were out, right? So when this team is healthy and together and you see the five starters on the floor, you see Bogey and A.J. Griffin and these guys off the bench, they have a pretty good squad. They can play with anybody in the NBA. But when it's two, three, four starters, whatever out, guys off the bench, bogey didn't play the first month of the season, it all just fades away and it all just dissipates. And so the number one reason in my mind that the Atlanta Hawks are on this little four-game winning streak and, you know, can certainly pick up some wins, you know, they play the Knicks on Friday, you know, they can make some hay here is because they're healthy. And for, you know, we talked about for so much of that, you know, the 19-game stretch that I really pointed to, you know, here is where the schedule is. The 19-game stretch from when it was the night before Thanksgiving until the end of the calendar year, that 19-game stretch where the Hawks didn't really make a lot of A. You know, they were 19 and 22 at the midway point of the season. They didn't really make some hay for all of it. And it was, well, it's two starters. Well, it's three starters and all that out. You see that when the Hawks come together and, and they have their full complement of players on the court, they can play with anybody. And look, DeJounte Murray has been 
the real breath of fresh air. And, you know, for Trey's struggles and for, you know, for at times when John Collins has struggled and dealing with Capella's injury, you know, I do believe that DeJounte Murray is the MVP of this team. And, and he's the, look, you saw it right out of the gate, right? He, he's got literally on the first possession, he's got a steal and a layup and he set the tone for that game last night. And he led them with 30 points last night. 30 points and uh, what do you have? Four assists in the game last night. And listen, Trey was a little bit subservient. He finished with 18 points, but only shot it eight times, or sorry, uh, 11 times. He was eight for eight from the free throw line, only shot it 11 times, and he only attempted one three-pointer. So I don't know if this is a trend or not, you know, and and I don't want to, you know, get into all of these, you know, kinds of long-term discussions about should Trey be a high volume, uh, you know, three-point shooter and those kinds of things. When they play within themselves and they play some good defense, they didn't play great defense last night. They gave up 122 points to the Mavericks, but they had some key defensive plays. Look, DeJounte Murray was excellent down the stretch, not just offensively, but he deed up Luka Doncic and I think he held him to, I think it was one for seven or one for nine for the last nine minutes of the game. So when he turns it on and they play good defense, even in stretches, they may not play good defense overall, but when they play some good defense in stretches, they can hang with anybody. And this has been the whole key. You know, it, it just seems like it's been the same storyline last year, this year. You know, last year was even some COVID-related things where we had guys out and a couple of starters out. But it's been, you know, when the Hawks are together, and listen, it's been very few times that the Hawks have been together. It's been a minimal amount of games. And, and I will say that maybe there's a little bit of something. If Clint Capella has to come off the bench, and, and he played, let's see, he played, um, he played 23 minutes last night. If he has to come off the bench for the Hawks to keep him healthy, then that's that's not a problem. I'll start a Kongwu if it keeps Capella coming off the bench and staying healthy. But again, the full season is you have to have your complement of players. And it's really going to be interesting. Let's say that they start to accumulate a little bit of a winning streak. Let, let's say, you know, they, they win the next handful of games. You know, there's some very winnable games on the schedule. And they start to move themselves into the all-star break, or sorry, you know, the trade deadline. And let's say they're, you know, we get to, I, I guess it's early mid-February when the trade deadline is. We get to that point of the season. And let's say the Hawks are six, seven games above 500, maybe seven or eight games above 500. They're they're officially now um, a game above 500. So let's say that they're six or seven games above 500. What do the Hawks do? Do the Hawks be, will they be a buyer at the trade deadline or will they be sellers, which there's been a lot of rumor and innuendo. And, and, and I've been pretty adamant about the point of they haven't been a good enough team 
to start getting into the luxury tax and things like that. And that is a definite factor in what motivates the Hawks. It, it, it's certainly from Tony Wrestler's perspective that, you know, when they said they're going to, you know, go in the luxury tax if it makes sense. Well, it's not made sense to go into the luxury tax thus far. You know, when you're 500 or below, why would you go into the luxury tax, which is punitive? And then when you start to get into that year over year, it really becomes, you know, a, just a money pit and just throwing money after, you know, throwing bad money after good money. So it will be interesting to see that if they turn the corner, will the Hawks, because they're $1.9 million away from the luxury tax. So you literally, if you add anybody of, of real merit or, or just even really, you don't have to add much of a salary to get themselves in the luxury tax. Do they dip their toe into that? Does Tony Wrestler believe that this is the start of something good? They've turned the corner, you know, and let's see if they're healthy. I mean, it, again, it comes down to, can this team stay on the floor together? Because when their starting five is all together on the floor, whether it is Capella or Okongwu, when you have Collins and Trey and Hunter and DeJounte Murray, when you have the comp full complement of those guys, they can play with anybody in the league. But let's see if they're going to be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline, because that will that will certainly dictate, I think, the way that this that the ownership group and not even so much the general manager and things like that, because the the own the Tony Wrestler is the alpha male in this organization. It's not Cal Corver, it's not Landry Fields, it's not even Nick Wrestler. You know, those guys are going to do the directives of what Tony Wrestler is going to do. But if Tony Wrestler is willing to dip his toe, because look, to be a good franchise in the NBA, you have to dip your toe in the luxury tax. But right now, this team has not been good enough. Maybe this little winning streak, maybe if they get six or seven games above 500, maybe that changes up the mindset. Certainly, it's certainly it's night and day difference between when the Hawks are healthy and at their full complement of players versus when we're fighting, scratching, clawing to get two starters out, three starters out, it's night and day difference. And that was a really good win to go on the road and beat the Mavericks last night. All right. want to talk about my friends over at BetOnline. Listen, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports wagering information. So listen, it's really easy. You go on your mobile device, right? You take that mobile device that you've got and you put BetOnline.net into your mobile device. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that's out there. You want college football bowl seasons, basketball, NBA, college basketball. We just had the World Cup. We've got NFL playoffs. Guess what? MLB is coming around the corner. We're like three weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting to training camps. So it's going to be here before you know it, and you can bet on that every day. So head to betonline.net today. Put in, you, you look at all of the information to make you a smarter sports wager, podcast news, scores, stats, everything that you need is available at your fingertips, and then get in on the action, whether it's NBA, college basketball, NHL, 
Major League Baseball when the season starts up. NFL playoffs. You want to get in on the action for all of that? You can certainly do it at betonline.net. So head to betonline.net today. Take your mobile device. Betonline.net is where the game starts. And you can also catch, you know, besides hitting hard with John Chuckery, um, you can also listen to Locked On Sports Today as your second listen. Your biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, take of the day. It's available on Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast from. So one of the things that, uh, you know, that we've missed over this period of time here is the resignation of Dean Pease as their defensive coordinator. And we've heard lots of names being floated out there, uh, you know, and two prominent names that have been floated out there is Brian Flores and Vic Fangio. Here's what I think about the Atlanta Falcons and, and what they need, okay? They need to go out and hire a dynamic DC. They need, they don't need an up-and-coming assistant. They don't need a first-time DC. They don't need a hot coordinator or what. They need the best of the best. I, I think Vic Fangio would be a great fit for this defense. I think he would be an excellent hire, but the Falcons need to swing for the fences. And if, look, if Vic Fangio, and they, they're they interviewing Vic Fangio, he's one of the better DC uh, candidates that's out there, maybe the best DC candidate that's out there. I know there's a lot, you know, talk about Brian, Brian Flores and stuff like that, although I don't, don't think he's been an actual DC He's been defensive specialist and coordinator, and I think he was just a linebacker's coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers here uh, last season. But the Falcons need to go out and hit a home run on their D.C. hire. Dean Pease did a lot of good things to at least get this defense on track, to at least get them. And I do think that they performed better year over year. Maybe some of the stats and the numbers and the figures – and maybe some of the analytics don't, you know, uh, belie that point. But I do think that the Falcons defense was better year over year. I think that there was player development. You know, look, it was unfortunate. Taquan Graham, you know, got knocked out, you know, in the season. But he was a guy who was stepping up. I think they got some good things out of some of their rookies and their second year guys. Richie Grant, I think, made a step forward. Yes, again, he's had his issues. and. You know, he gets lost at times out there, but I still think that he did some good things. You know, you can see his tendencies to attack the football on defense. You know, he's around the football. He's got some nose for the football. But the Falcons need to go out, and if you've got to overpay somebody, I really want a home run DC hire. You know, and look, I, I think Vic Fangio would be – at the top of that list, obviously, he's got 40 years of, of coaching experience. And, yes, he was the head coach for the Denver Broncos for a while. Forget all that kind of stuff. I'm just bringing him in to be a D.C. You know, Charlie Weiss and Romeo Cornell were outstanding coordinators that were never any good at being a head coach. I don't need a head coach. I got Arthur Smith. I've got I've got my offensive guy. I've got my head coach in place. I'm good to go with all that. But I still think you need a defensive coordinator that can take this defense to the next level and build off of what Dean Pease. Look, if nothing else, building off the culture that Dean Pease was setting, 
that he wasn't going to settle for being a mediocre defense, that we need to be a top 10 defense. Now, look, personnel-wise, they've got a ways to go. I mean, let's be honest. They don't have their dynamic pass rusher just yet. Maybe Ebicady can be that guy. Maybe he can take some steps forward. Maybe he can be a 10-sack guy. Feels like we haven't had one of those for a long, long time, at least consistently. You know, we got the Vic Beasley year, the one, you know, real year that we had a guy who could get after the quarterback. But outside of that, you've got to go back to John Abraham to have any consistency in their pass rush. So we've got to get better at sacking the quarterback. We've got to get better on our pass defense. I think that, you know, with if, if they sign Hayward, A.J. Terrell, Hayward, I think if you upgrade at Isaiah Oliver's nickel corner position, I think our safeties are pretty good. They're growing all the time, but you've got to hit a home run on this hire. You know, this this can't be a hot young coordinator or a guy that's, you know, getting his feet wet or, you know, taking the next. This has to be a wily veteran. And I think it's, you know, in that mold of what Dean Pease was. You know, again, Dean Pease didn't do everything perfect, right? And I love Dean Pease, and he, he's, he was a, an outstanding addition to this football franchise, you know, more than just he's a defensive coordinator. He was good for the Atlanta Falcons organization. You know, he's a character, you know, he's not afraid to, to go after the media, take on the media, to stand up in front of the media. You know, he's very insightful, you know, and he's a good defensive coordinator. But the Falcons have to get this thing right. And I don't think that I don't think that the Falcons can afford to go with somebody who doesn't have the kind of experience. Like I said, if you have to pay Vic Fangio, you know, and that's the name I'll, I'll throw out there because he's arguably the best maybe defensive coordinator prospect that's on the marketplace, okay? If you have to pay a guy over market value, then you do it. And, and I think Arthur Blank would be willing to do that, you know, to get this franchise right. But this defense has to improve. And there are guys who were better year over year. And look, I've said before, I said, you know, a few weeks ago, the number one thing that you have to get in the draft, first and foremost, is in quarterback, is an offensive line. It's a pass rusher. Whatever the best edge player is, if you're drafting eighth in the draft, whoever falls to whatever the best edge prospect is and i don't want to hear about best available player uh, well if a running back or a wide receiver you are desperate you've been desperate it's the number one thing that is holding your defense back it's the number one thing if you point to everything about the falcons defense you can point to that sack total and say that's why we can't get over the hump not your run defense, pass defense, coverage, blah, 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 blah. Your number one thing you can point to as to why you can't get over the hump is that sack total number. That is the number. You have to do that in the NFL. If you don't do that in the NFL, you can be a bunch of other things. But if you can't sack the quarterback in the NFL, then you can't. You're not going to be the kind of defense that's a playoff caliber defense. 
Go look at the numbers. I've run them before. When you're a high-caliber sack team, you're almost always in the playoffs, almost always. And by the way, the only teams that are, you know, were 32, 31, 30 in the NFL when they sacked the quarterback was the Patriots because they had Tom Brady. They had the greatest quarterback in the history of the league. If you get the quarterback, greatest quarterback in the history of the league, maybe you can overcome some of those things. But the Falcons have to make a dynamic hire at their defensive coordinator position. All right, listen, uh, besides making John Chuckery uh, or hitting hard with John Chuckery your first listen every day, make Locked On Sports today your second listen, biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, take of the day, and it's available on Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast from. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So we got word that Joseph Martinez, his contract has been bought out by Inter-Miami. And look, uh, that's a great addition for Inter-Miami. But this was this was building, you know, like, and they, they made it a point to say, Carlos Bocanegra and those guys, that this was not about one specific incident, you know, I've said this for the past year now, that it's probably time to move on from Joseph Martinez. I just didn't think that you could build your organization and your roster around Joseph Martinez, not because he's still not a very good player, but health and different things like that. Look, there's been some internal strife with management and head coaches and things like that. But more than anything, his health has been an issue. You know, when you build your roster around Joseph Martinez and he misses four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is, you know, and you lose your star player that you've built everything around, it's tough to overcome that. And so I I really thought that the time was now to move on from Joseph Martinez, not because he's not a capable player and different things like that. But it's just a matter of it's probably best for both sides that maybe he has a change of scenery and he moves on to a different organization. Now, don't get it twisted. Joseph Martinez, in the words of Bret Hart, is the best there is, the best there was, and the best that there ever will be. Joseph Martinez is the most important player. He is the best player He is everything at the tippy top of the food chain for Atlanta United and will forever remember his contributions and what he's meant for this organization. He's, I don't know, you know, arguably maybe the best goal scorer in the history of MLS, certainly the most dynamic goal scorer in the history of MLS, and we'll never forget his contributions. And look, say what you will, he's going to have a statue. There's 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 going to be a statue out front, you know, of Mercedes-Benz Stadium at some point because of the contributions that he made through all of the angst and different things like that and 
the fact that it probably was time to move on from him and his strife with the organization at times and his lack of health. He's the most dynamic player in MLS. He's one of the few people, look, that you could, you if you didn't, if you were a very casual MLS fan or a very casual soccer fan or a very casual Atlanta United fan, you always knew Joseph Martinez. You knew that name. You knew what he meant. And you knew the one thing that he did. You know, you could break down his passing ability, his defense and all that kind of stuff. What's the thing about Joseph Martinez? He could score goals, right? He's a high-volume goal scorer. I think he's the fastest guy to 100 goals in MLS and things like that. High-volume goal scorer. And, and for really casual people, from soccer to Atlanta United to MLS, whatever like that, that was always the most important thing, right? If I have a guy who can score 100 goals at the fastest rate, I'm probably going to win a lot of games. And they won a championship with him, and they certainly won a lot of games. But I do think that the time is now to move on. And with Tiago Almada and guys like that, I think they really rebuild a lot of their organization. Look, here's the reality is that they have the, the idea that they, they haven't, re, it's not the star power that they haven't replaced. They haven't replaced the Darlington Nagbys and the Jeff Lorenowitzes and the Michael Parkhurst. That's the guy, that's the, the role playing guys are the guys who they haven't been able to find enough of those guys to replace what Atlanta United was early on. So they've done fine with Tiago Amada and some of these other guys and, you know, Marcel Moreno, you know, they've, they've done, they've done well with some of those guys. And, and certainly, you know, Miles Robinson, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Atlanta United to get this thing back on track because if you're moving on from Joseph Martinez, you know, you, you, you figure that you probably take a step back, right? But for Atlanta United, they can't afford to take a step back. They sold us on the idea that they're a world-class organization and different things like this, and they can spend the money and they'll do what they need to do, right? So it's a big season for Atlanta United. Even with moving on from Joseph Martinez, they have a lot of expectation that's going to be placed on them, and rightly so. You know, if you sell us on the organization is one of the best in all of soccer and different things like that. And, you know, they they are, you know, just above, you know, even beyond MLS, you know, they're going to compete on the world stage and things like that. Okay, then it's got to get back to that point. But certainly Joseph is a guy who is the linchpin for what this organization has been and probably forever will be. And look, they'll never be another Joseph Martinez, right? I mean, in the lore of Atlanta sports, you know, he was a king. He was the most dominant player in his sport. From a goal perspective, from a goal-scoring perspective, he was the most dominant player in his sport. We haven't had a whole lot of those kinds of guys. We haven't had many guys who were the best of the best of the best of the best. So I wish Joseph Martinez well. I think he'll do good things down in Miami. With Joseph Martinez, it's always about health. Can you rely on him to play a full season's worth of games? But certainly, he's a legend in Atlanta sports, and he will forever be the best player in the history of the franchise for Atlanta United. 
All right, well, thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuckery your first listen every day. Make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, the take of the day. They're available on Odyssey, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast from. And speaking of YouTube, head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. We're pushing towards 6,000 subscribers. We need you to be a part of our growing community Leave us a comment there as well. We are free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, podcast from, download us there today. Roku and Amazon Fire, yes, we are available on those platforms as well. Check us out there and then follow me at JMCH316 on my personal Twitter page. Back with you tomorrow. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.